Hello and welcome to We Are the Champions, an investigative criticism podcast about League of Legends. I'm Nora and I'm joined by Olivia. You're really going to say investigative criticism podcast every time, huh? That's the that's the line. This is season two. I don't know what you want from me. I know, but every time you say it, I'm just kind of like, ooh. Someone's going to take us way more seriously than we actually are because you call it an investigative criticism podcast. I'm taking it seriously. I'm doing real criticism about League of Legends. Hello and welcome to We Are the Champions, uh, an investigative criticism podcast sponsored by Video Production News. (laughs) Well, welcome to We Are the Champions, uh, a podcast where we just jerk off right games. (laughs) Okay, that's bad. We have a guest. (laughs) <laughs> hello oh. hi oh. uh what do you what do you say when you have a guest uh this uh would you like to introduce yourself yeah <laughs> uh i haven't introduced i have not had to introduce myself forever uh i i do a podcast and my fan base in the podcast i call them the better simps it's a whole thing the better simps they they know everything about me i don't have to say anything I just, like, I say something, and they're just already, like, slapping their feet like they're having a Pavlovian response. Uh, my name is Medea. Why Why is that the part that's confusing me? I had a similar thing where I was, like, I was going to introduce you, and then I was like, wait, is it weird to say the name of the guest before they get to do it? It felt discourteous somehow. And yeah. I don't know what... I don't know why. We have a lot of guests on this podcast, and it's never been a problem. <laughs> well, you've never had a guest of my magnitude. Um, I am Medea. I am the host of a terrible podcast, Transmediacrity. I'm an internet menace over on my Twitter account, at Literalchemy. And I write a sci-fi serialized web novel called Unjust Deaths. Welcome. All of that, I think, is pretty good. <laughs> um, Thank you. I projected such uh, an enormous amount of confidence there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think we actually have not had a guest of your caliber before, because I think you are the person with the most actual League of Legends like experience from what from what you told me of it. Um, my yeah like i have like so i played i oh it's such a it's such a long weird story like is it okay if if i tell it um yeah so i have played i played a lot of league of legends um a lot a long time ago um i actually recently i tried to play some league of legends to kind of get get in some kind of headspace 
about mm-hmm. the podcast because um, I knew that I was coming on here. And but I like launched it and the League of Legends launcher was like busted or something. It wouldn't download an update. It's probably like 20 updates behind. Then I downloaded like a Riot helper tool that was supposed to fix it. And when I was launching that, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Actually. <laughs> um, well, we appreciate that you were in the mindset. <laughs> we, we When we started this podcast, we were playing League of Legends. Um, we decided to like play a bit of it for the podcast. And then we have totally fallen off on that. Nora, have mm-hmm. you played any League of Legends like in the last four months? Nope. Nope. <laughs> We're kind of just chilling. <laughs> uh, Nora, you have like the green, like the special like kale, right? You had that from like I, the... on my old account that got stolen. Yeah. Yeah, from like oh, buying no. it day from like buying it like physical copy at mm-hmm. Target. When you buy the code at Target, that's in a box that has no CD. <laughs> Wow. Or maybe it has a CD and it's just the installer on it. I don't remember. They made physical copies of this game? I think. <laughs> we know, we, we at the very least, they made boxes for it. <laughs> Which is a relic of an era, to be sure. Um, and, and when did I play? I, like, back when I played League of Legends, I think I played from, like, I think I was playing in, like, season three three or four or something like that um the only thing i definitely remember for sure is like volibear being released mm, that's mm. that's my time touchstone um yeah for yeah, me just... actually it's really interesting because when i when i was playing really hard the champion that they were teasing that they were like this is what's coming up uh was ari so i was around for the RE launch and mm-hmm. such. And I actually like, so at that time, um, was this, what did I have the Patreon? No, but I ha- I don't believe I had the Patreon, but I had a PayPal account and people paid me for things because they, they appreciated me so much. And I spent some of my like first internet microtransaction money on getting Ari way but way back when and i never played her um because i was like i was like the, i was perma support like it's such a it, it's such a weird story i'm afraid of like taking up too much of your time and just kind of like rambling about it but it's just such a it, it's such a it, the story of how i was playing league of legends way back when this was like 2011 into 2012 <laughs> like it is kind of a, a perfect Medea story in a sense that it entwines really bleak, terrible politics, uh, video game horseshit, and like uh, burning a bunch of bridges and losing an entire friend group into just kind of one package. So back in like 2011, 2012, I was playing with, I had a core group of like League of Legends guys. Like we were all, we would get on a Skype we would play like hours of League of Legends at night. We would play ranked League of Legends at night. Um, and like, we did that for a while. Um, was it like a full team of like, did you have all five people? 
Yeah, we had we had five guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Burgers and fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was like, you know, we were and like we basically like we basically kind of we didn't know that much about each other really. Like I knew like one guy in the group like really well, and he introduced me to the rest, and we just played League of Legends was very it was very transactional in a certain way because i they needed a support and i loved playing support um Mm -hmm. so so i just you know oh man i just i just love getting those items that just auto generate coins and then never last hitting anything so that the carry can last hit everything that's exactly that's the joy of my goddamn life um this is also why I was interested in support. Like, I just love, I love passives in a video game. Like, if I can get a thing that just gives me a benefit and I don't have to do anything about it, that's, that's joy to me. Yeah, I love, I love babysitting our carry. That's, what was I identifying as back then? I don't remember, but... uh, uh, pro- but that was like definitely like maternal instincts. I feel like that was that was a sign back then. But I'm gonna accelerate the story a little bit. So eventual. So in 2012, um, there was the Trayvon Martin shooting. Uh, George Zimmerman uh, killed Trayvon Martin. Uh, you probably, if you live in America, you probably know about this. Uh, if you don't remember, Trayvon Martin was a- an innocent black kid. Um, mm-hmm. and he was killed. It affected me a whole lot. Um, back then it was kind of the first high profile shooting of a black teenager that I was kind of exposed to as, uh, like a, a, an aware kind of adult person who was like following stuff and who had kind of opinions about things. Mm-hmm. Um, it affected me a lot. Um, I... So, but I, so I don't really want to, so I want to keep my racial identity confidential on this podcast, but, uh, I will say that there was a bit sort of racial sympathy that I was beginning to express kind of a nascent racial understanding and Mm -hmm. my League of Legends team crew, uh, did not appreciate that. Let's just put it, putting it very lightly, um, Putting it like like escalating from lightly all the way to what it actually is, they basically all came out as Nazis around that time. Um, uh, so I didn't play League of Legends uh, with kind of anybody after that for a while, and I also kind of didn't have any friends for a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I but I, it's okay. Uh, I'm here now. Um, no longer playing League of Legends. No longer in the prime League of, of your life. Yeah, you know what? I forgot to. I forgot to say that I use sheer pronouns. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot to say that in the introduction. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The I don't know. The, like listening to that, it really made me think about how like surreal gaming is. Like as a hobby, like the fact that you can be like, yeah. My entire league team came out like, d- like turned out to be like neo Nazis, and the the mm-hmm. idea that I can listen to that and be like, yeah, that makes sense, is just like, what a 
What a situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a what a just what a world that we live in. That- I definitely also had like a crew on League of Legends that it was like we hang out sometimes and the only the only thing these people actually know about me is that I'm the one with the lowest ping. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that kind of situation. Like it's that's why I called it like very transactional. It's just mm-hmm. like we we only interact with one another in the context of this game and kind of like the instant that i drop feelings that i'm a human being with like a soul and interiority they're all like ah i don't know he probably deserved to get shot uh what what are you what are you playing sona or lulu yeah yeah like some real hell relationships can form around video games yeah, um, and this is like, I think like from my from my own experience, like uh, this is why I've kind of like struggled a lot with like multiplayer and online games, um, mm-hmm. because of like having those like really bizarre relationships that can go really bad. Like, um, I oh well, I wasn't playing League of Legends with this guy, but we both played League of Legends, and that was how we knew each other. But like, I remember like GamerGate starting up, um. And like being in a room with a guy that like I had played League of Legends with, and list and like realizing that he was like a gamer gator, and being yeah. like, ooh, "Ooh, okay, all right, okay." Yeah, Gamergate was another fulcrum point where, like, not people that I played League of Legends with, but just people that like I followed because, like, we. Because, like, you know, when you're playing one of these games that has, like, a fucking meta and all this shit, you follow, like, all of these weirdos that you don't know because they talk about, like, builds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Gamergate just really catalyzed them all into just being, like, the most disgusting humans, like, imaginable. And it was just like, wow, I have, like, surrounded myself in this filth because mm-hmm. I pl- play a video game. At, like, a decently Mm -hmm. high level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't, like, on the podcast so far, I think because we're, like, so removed from, like, the experience of playing League of the Game, we haven't talked about, like, the cesspool that is, like, the experience of playing League of Legends a lot of the time, you know? But, like, yeah, League has always been, like, very infamous um, for just, like, even if they're not, even if you're not, like, talking to, like, fucking gamer gators or like literal neo-nazis like just awful people playing that game um and like to play league of legends is like often to like run into people constantly uh i like i like i've been called so many slurs by league of legends players for like not being good at playing adc you know yeah Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just like the bizarre fucking experience of playing video games yeah, you're oh. you're stuck in like you're stuck in a match for like 30 to 40 minutes like unless the other guys are like insanely better than you, you're going to be kind of doing like a back and forth for so long even though it's hopeless. Like it's going to be really tense. Like it, people are going to start like just like bitching, just like taking out their own inadequacies on you. Like, strategy games and MOBAs especially are just an environment that brings out the worst in people. Like, 
unless you have unless you have like a like a professional crew that you like play all the time with and you go in as like a set piece group together like and even when you do i mean but like it w- like just randos in league of legends are just like they live uh, in a like in peak stress and that just makes all of their like worst inadequacies like even more pronounced when you have ever have to encounter them mm-hmm. and then you add like gender stuff you add like age stuff like the experience of playing league of legends as like a teenage boy back in the day for me was like woof Mm -hmm. Uh, bad um do we want to talk about us like a fox girl yeah yeah i'm down to talk about i have one right here if you'd like (laughs) yeah uh medea you mentioned uh like uh the like you were playing when like ari came out uh so i thought we could talk about like ari um who is i i like i've i didn't look up when she came out but she feels like like one of the one of the big like league of legends characters like basically a mascot character for a really long time right mm-hmm. yeah so uh league of legends kind of started like 2000 late 2008 uh, early 2009 ish and ari was late 2011 mm-hmm. what that's um. later than i thought it would be huh but yeah, yeah I think she... I think that it was very easy for her to pick up steam because she is um extremely hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you just, the... you just you just kind of look at her and you're like, yeah, okay. I the rem- legends. I remember a splash screen where it was like the main female champion was Ari like just based on the positioning of the characters and then like the main male champion was Rise and I remember yeah. looking at that at that splash screen and being like gender huh <laughs> like <laughs> I mean it used to be Cat hmm it used to be Cat before Ari oh yeah wow yeah um Yeah, so let me, real quick, just read the little paragraph about her. Um, What is her title? Ari the Nine-Tailed Fox, by the way. Um, This is a fox girl. Her paragraph says, uh, Innately connected to the magic of the spirit realm, Ari is a mysterious fox-like Vestaya in search of her place in the world. Having become a somewhat reluctant and empathetic predator since entering mortal society, she prefers to manipulate her prey's emotions before partaking of their life essence, receiving flashes of memory and insight from each soul she consumes. Reluctant, you say? I, she seems horny for it. Yeah, because reading her like full bio, reluctant is not how I would describe her relationship to the powers that she possesses. Yeah, um, I feel like there's definitely, like reading this, you definitely get the sense of like, her conception was like, horny fox girl who will kill you sexy, you know? like yes. And, and like that is her that is her core design and I feel like in the modern bio you can feel like the writers trying to work out like is that enough can we stay in that character or do we have to like make her sympathetic or like conflicted or is it okay if she's just like a horny fox girl 
who kills people. Yeah, that um, was like really interesting to me actually because when I was reading that bio, I kind of thought about like the historiography of like 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 this this does not feel like how this character launched. This feels like in like 2000 in like 2016 or whatever when Riot Games after having their like 90th harassment scandal uh decided that they needed to woke up and so they gathered together like a committee of like 10 white dudes all of whom took a feminism course in college and they were all like we need to kind of expand the possibility space we 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 need her we we need her to be killing people and it's sexy but also like 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 we need to kind of dial it back just feels like it, it, it like a push and pull with like okay is she like a completely like unsympathetic sex bot um or uh and i think i i think the uh that i just made that's what we got in this bio and we haven't actually solved the problem problem is still there i can see the problem can i give you a little tidbit from the development page on the wiki for ari sure because this is a little bit different. I think this might have been old lore. Um, Ari's story tells of a clever fox who wished to become human. One afternoon, the fox stumbled on the aftermath of a human battle and was drawn to a man taking his dying breaths. As the essence of life left his lips, Ari the fox instinctively absorbed it and was partially transformed into a human. She was ridiculously beautiful and knew the power that it held. <laughs> Using her charm, she seduced men to their deaths, consuming more and more of the life essence in an attempt to become fully human. But with her growing humanity came a moral compass, and she soon found herself unable to kill without remorse. See, 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 see. For me, that what you just described, like, that was, like, the experience that I had when, like, I first saw Ari. That was kind of, like, the thing that I projected into my mind. It was 2011, the champion spotlight. Woo, hot fox girl, I'm gonna purchase this with money. Um, like, I believe the term of art is, you know, she she gets you bonered up. I believe that's the term. Um, and it's like, like, that, like, what you just described is, like, exactly how I remember this character and how I have been conceiving of this character for, like, the eight years of separation that I have had from this franchise, which has had mm-hmm. a lot of shit happen to it. And, uh, <laughs> and... Now I went and I looked at this again for for the podcast and I read all of this bio, I read this short story and I was just kind of like, I don't, they have like, like this character was like too spicy, but they just kind of added some water to it. They just kind of watered it down. Um, but the I every so often I still kind of take a bite and there is still like a ghost pepper in there and I'm just like writhing in pain. Um <laughs> Yeah, I would say one of the, like, most common themes of the podcast is, like, Riot coming back to, like, their, like, edgy, like, their edgy, like, just starting out, like, real gamer-ass ideas, and then, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make them, like, respectable or, like, (laughs) socially conscious. Um, Can I I give you an illustration of that exact sentence you just said? Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, it says here, um, two paragraphs later, um, Ari, A-R-I, literally means graceful and elegant in Korean. So the H was added to her name to give her a more unique name. <laughs> Oof! 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 
I feel physical pain. Riot, Riot Games posting their own L's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and Medea, when we were talking about having you on this podcast, you mentioned misfortune. And like, when we read misfortune's lore, like, they really tried to like, they basically tried to like girl boss her up um, and talk about like the experience of being a woman, but they like only understood that in terms of like, sometimes men try to harass you. Um, and the only way they knew to like have misfortune, the character interact with that was like, and then she kills them. So like misfortune's uh-huh. entire story is just like guy makes a gross pass at her. She shoots him. Question mark, question mark, question mark feminism. And then, she drowns his brother. <laughs> That's true. There is one that, like, yeah, like, there's one story about her just, like, killing two dudes. And, like, Ari is another character, like, designed for sex appeal. Then they came back to her and they were like, okay, we gotta make this one respectable. But they didn't try super hard. No. <laughs> um, They didn't give her any connection to a place or a person or a thing in the setting. They just racialized her. Because this is an this is like another thing. Like they, when they were like redoing the lore, they've like now made a bunch of the animal people into one race. So now Ari is this like racialized subject trying to like reconnect to a past that she doesn't like have a connection to. And yeah, mm-hmm. like v- when I was. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just saying, like, I was just wrapping it up saying, like, it's very bare bones and I'm not sure why it's there because it just makes things more awkward. Yeah, when I was reading her bio, I kept running into this word, like, Vastayan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the catch-all, like, racial term that they made for all the characters who are, like, furry-ish. Yeah. Except, like, like, it's, it's not, it doesn't really make any sense because, like, Ari is a Vastaya. And then Rengar is also a Vastaya. And yeah, then, I went like, to the fucking wiki. I was like, what the hell is a Vastayan? And I saw, like, like Nami is a Vastayan. Like, yeah. there's there's no rhyme or reason for this. It's like, none of these none of these characters have, like, any connection. And she's like, oh, my Vastayan tribe. So it's like, so they're, they're kind of indigenized in a weird way, but then also, like... Like, they all have, like, their weird, like, ancestral lands and tribes, but, like, Mm -hmm. when did all these disparate people, like, accept this umbrella term for what they are that, like, kind of encompasses that? It's, it's, it's insanely, it's insanely kind of, like, you know, like, the idea in the USA of, like, you know, like, um, like indigenous Americans have like their distinct tribal identities and nations that have this like deep rich history and like the average white American is like oh that's an Indian mm-hmm. it's just kind of like yeah that, that Vastayan feels like a term that comes from outside in like stuck mm-hmm. on these people by whoever the fuck else lives in League of Legends land. Like I don't know when I was mm-hmm. playing, the, it was the Summoner's Rift, and but now there's like, now it's now it's not like that. They made like a real world for it, and I feel so lost when I look at it. Yeah, there was that weird, uh, what is it, the Vestaya Field Journal, Field Journal that we elected not to read. Yeah, when it came up, that's where I was going to. I think Vestaya literally might be a term like forced on them by like a colonizer figure because there is like literally 
usually linked in like most of the pages of like the Stein champions like a like a like a racist anthropologic field journal of like a guy with like a like a Spanish sounding name and like him like going like his travels in like these various lands in League of Legends as he like takes all of these people and like puts them under one umbrella term Fuck. Yeah, that, so that might first be what all, it is, but we didn't like read it because it was just really nasty to read. Yeah, because I'm looking at the the little blurb here. It starts off with Edward San Santangelo's Vestia oh, uh, Field Journal by Anthony Birch. Chimeras. With Wait, human this is blood? Anthony Birch. Anthony Birch yeah, yeah. I was gonna just breeze past that and see if you noticed, but yeah. Uh huh. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, chimeras with human blood spiritual magic from an ancient race in my humble inquiries i have stumbled upon far greater questions uh, and then there's that tr then there's that like ancestral tree that you showed me you know that like charts yeah. out the different races of vestia and how they're related it's, a di it's like a race science diagram from this fictional Book. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that in the wiki when I was just scrolling through the just masses of fucking lore about this, just thinking like nobody cares, nobody's gonna read all this shit. And then I saw the the tree, and how, and that's when I closed the tab. That tree, I think, also just like lists Ari as her own separate like racial category. In that? Oh, fuck. Now I gotta pull up the tree again. <laughs> but oh, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure um, that she is just sort of like a branch of her own. Um, yes, she is! Uh, Ari, this... my beloved jewel of Ionia! <sighs> this is... <laughs> the whole thing is just very... Like... You like yeah you said like they're very like indigenized and they have like a lot of this indigenous coding. Um... But, like, right, they're not, right is not saying anything with that. Like, they've just really intensely pulled this from a real world thing, apparently just for flavor. Um, I feel like this feels like, ev like, kind of everything that they have done to this game feels like them very desperately trying to seem woke, but knowing nothing. Knowing, like, literally fucking nothing. Like... It's like they have been, they feel pressure from the outside to kind of do something about the, like, sort of, like, the, sim the simplistic excesses to which they indulged in the wild years of 2011. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't actually know anything, and they don't, if they hired any consultants or fucking anything, and I work for, like, a corporation now, so, like, I, so, like, when there is a racial issue in a corporation, they will, like, there is, there are, like, companies that package kind of consulting feel-goods to the corporation that teach them a couple of things so that they're not as racist as before mm -hmm. they paid a $100,000. To be less racist. Um, so if they did that, they weren't even listening to that. Yeah, like um, they, they've they pulled all this stuff. And I think that like, at best, they're like, the, the degree to which they've thought about it is like, well, this seems bad. Like, in Ari's biography, there is like a Vestayan revolution against something. Like, 
there is some sort of nebulous oppression that they suffer that they are like rebelling against. Um, but mm-hmm. it's not clear who's rebelling, what they're rebelling against, like how specifically, like the like materially, they've come to like be the like weird scattered racial car- category that they are. It's just like a I, thing thrown in there. I thought that was a reference to Ionia's war with Noxus. No, it's really specifically. Um, Through countless stolen visions, Ari began to glimpse more about the Vestaya. It seems she was not alone, with many tribes now having somewhat, and this is italicized, troubled relationships with mortals. Eventually, she learned of a rebellion aiming to restore their people to some kind of former glory. I was reading the previous paragraph. Yeah, so there is like... Yeah. I guess the Vestaya are like an underclass compared to humans in general? Uh, What if... What if we called them Faunus? Would that help the situation? Oh, no! <laughs> I'm not letting you... You can't bring Ruby into this. <laughs> Please don't. I've, had, I've suffered enough. <sighs> we didn't record Newbie this week, so now you get Ruby. God. Uh, but yeah, like, they just... Like, this idea that, like... I mean, I know that there are... There is at least two champions that are like Vestian rebels like that is their pitch so like i don't know when this was added in reference to them but in ari's mm-hmm. biography like this whole this incredibly like complex like loaded concept that is clearly mm-hmm. drawn from like real world history and culture and like racial categories is just thrown in to like give ari an adventure hook of like, yeah, this is what Ari's up to now. She's like going towards this rebellion. And it's like, League cashes a lot of checks it will never, it writes a lot of checks it will never be able to cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is a, yeah, there is a strange sense to which like, so they have been doing like a bunch of shit. They've got like a card game. They've got like an RPG coming out. They mm-hmm. are doing all these things where like the world of League of Legends has expanded beyond like, Ah, at the Summoner's Rift, the Summoner summons the Hot Fox Lady and she fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they've expanded outward from that. And so it feels like they need every character to be able to, like, headline a story that, realistically, they will never fucking write. Ne- <laughs> Ari will never... Ari, I am saying it right here. Ari, the whole thing with the revolutionaries all that shit, Ari will never meaningfully interact with that fucking ever in any piece of media i feel like her being in kda only makes this like even more impossible to happen and so it is it is insane to me that somebody can you know it's it's like what was the if what was the point of this bio because in the game that you're playing you these are like these are not things that you can interact with um, she's not featured in any of the other like big pe- games that they are doing or anything like that. Like, I think she actually is like a party member in the RPG. I'm oh, she, yeah, ask, she's oh. one of she's one of the party members in Ruined King. I'm going to, oh, but okay. like Ruined King. I mean, I'll eat my shorts if I'm wrong about this, but like Ruined King is not going to like develop Ari's story. You know, like she's here as the Avengers character to, like, be in the Avengers team that fights the Ruined King. 
you know? Yeah, I agree with you, except that if I'm wrong, I'm just not gonna acknowledge it, because that's, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Those, so. are, those are the those are the two kinds of people we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it is. It's like set. It's like every we've and we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like every every character in League of Legends is like about to set off on their own like fantasy adventure story that never completes or goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. Do they uh, at I, least have like comics or something? Like, uh, so yeah. I play, I play, I play this video game called Honkai Impact, and <laughs> they have I've, I've like an that. extensive secondary universe of just comics that they post on the internet that you can read for free. That like highly develop every character and plot point. And, like, things you didn't even know you gave a shit about in the game are just, like, I have never given so much of a shit about this as I do now. Riot has so much money. Are they doing this? The, yeah, here, I'll link you to the Ash one right now. There there are comics. Um, I don't, but, like, they're, like... It's Marvel, even. They're, like, backstory, right? I The only one I've read for sure is Lux, and, like... What the Lux comic contributes is to, like, set up the character, set up and inform the character conflict that is, like, Lux's character pitch, you know? It is her being a Demacian, being a mage, and, like, seeing that other, that, like, Demacia, like, oppresses and, like, jails mages and then her being like oh geez i'm i'm going to have to confront this um and then kind of confronting it but also like resetting to the status quo and like that's where the league of legends comics are the ash comic is uh here's ash's backstory and also uh here's why she and sejuani hate each other so much it's because it's because sejuani has a giant pig and ash is jealous (laughs) um what i will say to that is that um so setting up a backstory is what that bio text should do and what these comics should do is like make me give more of a shit about this character than that so i feel like they're really going about this the wrong way also i hate marvel so fucking much Yeah, like, every every League story, like, has a point at which it stops and will not go any farther, you know? Like, every... That's, like, something that we've really discovered. And, like... And... Mm-hmm. Ash's evil goth boyfriend from this comic is never going to be anything. She has an evil goth boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. He he betrays the tribe and then... Or, or whatever, and then she kills him or something. Oh, okay, F. he's dead. That's good, okay. See, the uh, thing about me, when I hear a girl has boyfriend, I'm like, oh, not gay. Damn. <laughs> uh, I think you got to look to Sejuani for, like, the, the the gay coding in that area of the League lore. Um, I, think Se- I don't think Sejuani has any romantic entanglements. I think she just runs around being butch with a giant pig. Yeah. I, I mean, I there's tension between her and Ash. Me. Let me Google this real quick. I think I remember S- her. S- oh, yeah. Yeah. I think she's cool. Oh, this uh, lady. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to her. We'll get to her eventually when the numbers roll in. Um, 
But yeah, Alex Edwani. Um, her card in the card game whips. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, do we have any other like Ari things to say uh, before we look at some skins? Uh, she's got a lot of skins, so that's gonna be a beefy segment. I kind of I want to talk a, a little bit about the short story. I oh, read yeah. the short story, and I'm an author myself. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. So. Uh. So I. So reading fiction is like ruined for me. I read fiction like very kind of very weird kind of specific way. Except for Honkai Impact, I forgive them everything that I do, everything that they do. But for mm-hmm. anything else, um, when I read it, I kind of think about like. What would I have done differently mm-hmm. with this? Like, that's kind of the analysis that I applied to kind of everything, and it really kind of ruins uh, how I read things sometimes. But the thing about the Ari story that really got me is that the story starts by her wrapping her cloak around her nine tails. <laughs> that's a lot of tail in your cloak, milady. Um, Did you know... Um, originally she didn't have nine tails or ears. Oh, like in her first design? Uh, yeah, I'm pasting the image now. It was part of her dress, and then her hair was shaped like ears. Oh, I remember that. Huh. And then they were like, that's bad. That is bad. Actually. <laughs> yeah, no, this dress, this is not a, this would not be a good looking dress. I do think the image of Ari wearing like a cloak is kind of incredibly funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just change wearing the like very like booby, very skimpy dress that she has, but just like having like a fantasy incognito cloak. And then just like those, her tails are huge. <laughs> Big the, fluffer. The logistics of getting a like, um, cloak to, to fit over those tails is just very funny to me. Um, I just I am I have this mental image of her as like just like a cartoon round ass like blanket ghost but with a boob window. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, speaking of boob window, here's a little picture of uh uh boy Ari. What? Where did you find this? Google. Where did you find this Final Fantasy fourteen Catboy looking ass? <laughs> Get him uh, out of here. I don't want to see this. Yeah. This, this, it's going in the episode art. This does nothing uh, for me. Uh, I'm looking at all the skins to see, like, the scale of her tails. And I think even at the smallest that they're drawn, they're still, like, torso size. Um... I just think it's a it's an odd image that really makes you think about the physicality of this character way too much. And then yeah. the whole point of the story is like somebody trying to chop one of her tails off. Yeah, so, she's mm-hmm. like I could I could she she meets the potion seller from the potion seller and the guy uh like meme and she's like Ari, I will cut your tail off to make my strongest potions. That I will sell for many monies to nobody because nobody's strong enough to drink my potions. Um, and then, and then Ari is like, uh, "Oh, you got me! Why don't you come? Why don't you come closer so that I can see who tricked me?" And she, this, this dumb, this dumb bitch, just, just, just fucking yeah, uh, getting all, getting all up in your business. 
And then, think, then she gets think, soul sucked. I think the implication is that she's like got some kind of mental control over her at that point. Um, but yeah, the the basic plot of the story is just like Ari like stealing a bunch of this woman's life force, not killing her. Again, sort of a weird like I. I think it would make sense to kill her. She tried to chop off one of your tails, but for no reason, seemingly, Ari's just kind of like, yeah, I will leave her basically no worse for the wear. Um, I guess because well, in no. the story, she's a protagonist. <laughs> she's got eight more of them. I think That's they're... true. It is kind of a form of privilege. I mean, Hiran is kind of a proletarianized subject. Like, she is very much, like, in her past... She's very much, not proletarian, really, like, lumpen. She's, like, lumpen pro. Um, she's, like, steals for a, and shit like that. Like, she grew up really poor. Uh, so I feel like Ari being, like, very boisterously tailed as she is, she really, there's, there's some privilege that Ari needs to be checking there. I We're just like. trying to redistribute the tails. Exactly. I... Okay, I'm like googling. I'm trying to do some Grand Blue googling. I think in Grand Blue, like for the Fox Girls, like tail size is a sign of like r- royal. Like I think if you have like, I think if you're like a nine-tailed Fox Girl in Grand Blue, you are literally royalty. I think that I think that was the plot point too in Grand Blue. I I thought you were looking to see if there's a Grand Blue character named Lump and Prol. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, that no, that's an R Knights operator. God. <laughs> uh, no, uh, that's so plausible. I'd laugh, but they literally would. <laughs> this is my this is my new Arc Knights operator value form. Just as one word. <laughs> uh, Alright. Let's look at some skins. Jesus. I actually wanted to mention one last thing about Ari before we look at the skins. Um, mm-hmm. In her bio, she's like she starts off like frolicking around as a little fox, and then she when she learns that she can suck people's like souls out and re- look at their memories, she just like frolics around the countryside like mass murdering just like random people that she finds to experience like drunk on the euphoria of like fucking their soul out of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, when I started kind of discussing some of the features of Ari, I used the term of art, like, she gets your, quote-unquote, doing the air quotes, bonered up. Uh-huh. Um, reading that part of the bio really got me, quote-unquote, term of art, bonered down off this mm-hmm. character. See, I thought she was nightcrawlering people and, like, finding people who were dying and, like, slurping up that last bit of juice. <laughs> That's a, that's a reference to a Jake Gyllenhaal movie I don't think Medea has seen. Uh, Nightcrawler was a pretty popular movie. Uh, Medea, uh, ha- have you recall. seen any Jake Gyllenhaal movies? Uh, Jake, so I don't remember. Like, wasn't he Spider Man? He no. He was in. He was in Spider Man. He was Mysterio in yes. the new one. Oh, I. See, I don't remember the names of actors, so mm-hmm. I... have seen Fifty First Dates. No, no, no that's Adam Sandler! <laughs> what? You can't repeat the thing you got wrong on a different podcast. He was in... He was um, Donnie Darko. He was, um... Uh, what else was he in? 
Prince of Persia. He wasn't. Oh, Prince he of was Persia. the Prince of Persia. He was the Prince of Persia. Okay, yeah, I did see that one. That's Jake. We're doing the whole podcast where we like watch his movies in double features because Nora got him confused with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay, and I can, Adam you Sandler. You can have me on the Prince of Persia episode. <laughs> yeah, like, well, we got to find a double feature for it first. I'll get, um, like, a super orientalized, like, beer to drink for that episode. It can be a whole thing. Huh. Yeah, we should have some... Damn, it's been a while since I had a beer while recording a podcast. Anyway, though. Um, <laughs> Ari Skins? Yes. So, what are the... So, I listened to some episodes of your podcast before. Very fine... I'm not saying this because I was invited to it now. Very fine podcast. Okay, so there is a link. So, you yeah. do have... Okay. I was getting ready to send the link. <laughs> okay, very fine podcast that you all have. Tight operation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, First off, we have Default Ari. Default Ari. Um, I think it's fine. I'm not immune to I'm not immune to like horny succubus fox girl. Sure. Everybody who follow yeah. everybody who follows my Twitter would know that my core constituency is kind of art like this. Like yes, the 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 I like you 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 know that like that weird template that has like the swirly bit that's like ah like the perfect form or whatever. Put oh, the, the swirly golden bit ratio. like. Like, the... right on the titties. Like, right on the titties. There we go. Perfect. Mwah. Gotcha. See, I think that this is a cowardly image. Why is that? Huh. And it speaks to this being from the redesign, which is, I'm going to guess, like, 2014, 15-ish? When, I don't remember when. I think when... so, because I remember when they put in the new Ari art to this. So, if it happened while um, I was playing, it would have been, like, 2014 or 15. Because, like... Number one, no feet. Number two, no pits. So, like, what are you doing? It's the 21st century. Okay. You know what? You're you're so right. You're, you're so fucking woke for saying this. I am thank like... You. Thank you. So, you know, it's fine. This is fine. If we were doing a, a, a five-point scale, I would give this a three. I think so, too. I appreciate the sentiment, but we cannot inject a rating scale into this segment, or else it will like double the <laughs> the length of it. Um, who who wants to talk about Dynasty Ari? Looks like crap. <laughs> I don't... This is one, yeah. This is one that didn't get updated. Um, it's just like let's give her let's give her like an outfit from the culture that we just sort of like stole from in order to create her. And it's like oh, Ari's okay. dynasty is one of stylish traditional fashion and wrecking opponents with deadly spirit magic. Why have one when you can have both? Uh, that's that's a miss. That's, that's so gonna be creepy. a miss from me. Yeah, it sucks. Looks like a grandma, but not in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Wow. Okay. Uh, looks like a grandma, but also has like schoolgirl socks. Yeah, socks and sandals. Come on. Oh, I just noticed the socks look. This is really getting worse the more that I look at it. Um, yeah, let's move on to Midnight Ari. No lore, just a just a fox girl with a just a fox with girl. a fur coat. Uh, 
the uh, it's like it, it, this is so weird because like you know it's like this action pose, uh, but it feels so static because her body is just kind of so compressed in the weird angle that they chose to compose there. So it mm-hmm. just looks like shit to me. Yeah, and the tails are drawn yeah. kind of weirdly. Like they look like they're holding her up on the ground. They look more like tentacles. <laughs> um, when really, I think they should be like a great big fluffy mass behind her. And other art mm-hmm. draws them like that, but this one doesn't. Yeah, she, she's using them for propulsion. <laughs> That's going to be a nay from me. Uh, yeah. Foxfire Ari says, uh, A young, talented pyromancer from the Shadowfire Temple, Ari gave up her quiet life when a faction of extremists unleashed the burning horrors of the Ashen Lord. Now she uses her fire magic to fight against them, even though all hope seems lost. So this is like Arknight's Ari. <laughs> like traitor to her class sorry mm. this looks like that magic the gathering character yeah it does it does have a very chandra kind of look to it mm-hmm. it's okay i'm not excited for it it's fine yeah I, I there aren't enough like new bits or details or like accessories mm-hmm. it's like kind of just we we put a gauntlet on her and gave her like a braid um, yeah, the braid's fine. No, yeah, that's fine. I feel like you could have done a lot more with the like fox fire, you know, like Cow- fucking cowards. Give her nine braids. Come on. Come on. Yes. Yes. Uh, next we have a next we have a, a foreshadowing of things to come <laughs> with pop star <laughs> this Ari. One, this one is so fucking unfortunate. Like it's just it just looks like dog shit because KDA Ari exists. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, this is like Ari and Cats, the musical. It's oh, just <laughs> right. Oh fuck! It's just bad. Like, it's oh, it, her whiskers are just truly terrible. And then the whole like outline of her body, like, really belongs on like a 2011 Tumblr blog about like bad American comic book art for women. You know. Yeah. Just that spine mm-hmm. and the no good. No good for me. No lore also. Um mm-hmm. Academy Ari comes with a notice from the dean. Ari is henceforth suspended from Academy grounds for behavior including but not limited to use of her phone during class, use of phone during disciplinary hearings about her phone, magically charming staff members in disciplinary hearings and escaping disciplinary hearings with her phone. Haha, um, millennial with her phone. I hate this image. I want to re- I want to reach through this image and throttle the fucking like team behind it. Why are these like three fucking boy thoughts the se- the centerpiece of the fucking shot? I am aggressed. I am offended. You I promised okay me school, Ari. Uh, yeah, I know Nora is a fan of Vladimir. <laughs> She's willing to forgive, right? Do I have that? Well, right? I think this is a good Darius too. I think it's a f- okay Darius. It's a fun Darius. Uh yeah. It is one of those that I. It is one of those sort of like group AU skins that I think really suffers from like them just reusing the same art. Um, because uh, as Medina mm-hmm. was getting at, it is just kind of Ari in the back on her phone and you don't really get much of a sense of like what this design is beyond like i guess she's on her School phone girls just got a she's got a poro purse mm-hmm. thing 
on her phone. On her phone? Shrug. I give it a misandry out of 10. I want this Darius skin in the fighting game when it comes out. That's that's the ver- that's the level of affection I have for it. <laughs> I think it's cool. Um All right. Uh how about Arcade Ari? Owner of the mysterious 6 million point high score and the infamously difficult beat em up Demacia Vice, Ari is a force of nature on the retro battlefields of Arcade World. Dashing between bosses before ripping them apart with her 8-bit magic, she's already earned the nickname Queen of the Arcade. Why would you have a beat-em-up named Demacia Vice? That implies guns to me. Yeah. The lore is cringy, but I gotta say, like, the Ari with the, like, kind of, like, manic pixie girl, like, purple bob haircut. (laughs) Ramona Flowers. It's making me feel things. Yeah, and the one thigh high is good. Yeah, I'm not immune to Ramona Flowers, Ari. I have this. Uh, no one is. I have this little um, the little face of hers in the like corner. I think I bought that like icon on League of Legends. I think it's quite cute. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I like her foxier headphones. I think this is a pretty yeah. good design. This is a really cute character. Yeah, I real I ever the only things that I dislike about this are all the things related to gaming. If this was just manic pixie Ari, that would be lovely. I I still you go. Oh, I I kind of like the I kind of like the fake Game Boy just kind of strapped to her hip. Yeah, it's a Neo Geo almost. Um, I'm biased because I I recently bought a a, a ret- I impulse bought a Retroid Pocket uh, emulator and <laughs> it has been kind of a regret purchase for the entire time that I have had it and that this reminds me of that so I just kind of want to reach out and smash it against the wall mm-hmm. bringing sort of bringing uh the real world into the art in disappointing ways yeah and underrated p- part of this art is the minions I think. Yeah, I just noticed she's, like, crushing one with her knee. Yeah, it's really oh. cute. I love minions. They're so cute. Oh, that's, uh, that is really cute, actually. You can... Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. I want a character in League of Legends that's a big minion. <laughs> is uh, there is there, like, any lore on the creeps? Like... No. Great question. I have because, no idea. No, because when they redid the lore... We didn't have time to get to this, but they redid the lore. So, like, League of Legends, the game, is, like, the Super Smash Brothers of the League of Legends world. Where, mm. like, these char- the characters no longer in canon, like, go to the Summoner's Rift to, like, be part yeah. of the game. So the, yeah, I the, saw that. The, the minions just kind of exist. Um, they should make the creeps lore. Yeah, they're cute. In the card game, you can, like, buy a little, like, minion that will, like, a little red minion that will just kind of, like, sit on your board and, like, cheer when you do things. And it's it's a very that's, cute little dude. That's adorable. Um, it's worth, like, they have a note of this on the, on the wiki. Um, a, they are present in the Runeterra Legacy universe, i.e. the Legends, the uh, old canon. <laughs> what? But in the Runeterra Prime, there have never been any sightings of minions. What? <laughs> they cryptids oh, now. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah. Next up is Star Guardian Ari. Um. I love her. 
a charismatic team captain who leads her group of star guardians from the outer cosmos with the authority of a queen bee and the sly cunning of a fox. She's effortlessly popular with an irresistible charm that disarms friends and foes alike. God, I hate the lore, but I love <laughs> I love this. I love the illustration. I am a, I am a sucker for for magical girl shit. Mm-hmm. She looks fucking radiant. I'm pulling up that picture of Magical Girl Durandal from Honkai Impact, and I'm just, I'm going to, like, compare it. Um, I am somewhat immune to Magical Girl. Yeah, you're not a fan of the Star Guardian skins, I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's fine. Um, it's, I like yeah, the little, sure. I like the little, like, pretty cure-ass mascot that she's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. the mascot very is very cute. cute. It's a good touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she seems to be... The lore's a little cringy. She does seem to be living her best life in the lore, though. Which, you know, I'm happy for her. Yeah. Um, I think this is a fine skin. Um, are we ready for the Titan? This, the oh Ari skin God, yes. of all Ari skins. KDA Ari. Uh, setting her old bubblegum pop persona aside, Ari was determined to shake up her image and reinvent herself as an unstoppable force within the music industry. Five years later, she has returned with a sleek new look and a killer sound. This time, she's not alone. I guess that is a reference to the old pop star Ari, which I kind of wish they would just leave completely unconnected. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, KDA Ari. Um absolutely killer i i love her um i'm a top but i still would say step on me queen to this this Um, is an extremely like this is a step on me design like they made this one all the kda ones are basically but i feel like they made ari especially for this the she like the like the design like it it shows it's like less tw- like weirdly twisted around and showing off like kind of less skin than some of the other designs, and yet it is infused with such an intense sexual energy to it that is just mwah. <laughs> it's just perfect. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of mid on this, huh, Nora? Yeah, you know, I think it's a little bit. I personally, I think it's a little try hard, but I understand it. Uh, my, I think my flavor of like over the like, just incredibly arch KDA top is Evelyn personally. Uh, but I, I can Evelyn appreciate this one. Evelyn is also very good. Um, yeah, Evelyn's is. You can kind of see her in the background, all blurry. Mm-hmm. They're kind of all in the background, all blurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about the tail design here? Because I'm... These are also very tentacle-like tails to me. And I'm... That's, uh... that's fine. With this design, that's <laughs> fine. Fair enough. I, Fan figures I like take the... it away, baby. <laughs> I like the gimmick of them being holograms instead of, like, literal foxtails because she's, like, a pop star. Mm-hmm. Like this is part of her gimmick. Mm-hmm. I did. I did not connect that. That's a good point. That's that is cool. Um, um, is the is the floating heart also a hologram? I, yeah, I think it's like a special effect that she's conjuring. Huh. Okay. Uh, 
I think there's a variation of this too. Yeah, there's like a gold version. Right? Yeah. Oh, which is way worse. It's like all the way down at the bottom. I don't know. Personally, yeah. Rare personally, I, the KDAR Prestige Edition. Oh yeah, that's trash. Uh, they fucked I, that up. The hair just does not work at all. Just tanks it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Worse shoes. Worse top mm-hmm. uh yeah the leg thing the leg situation is worse this is definitely yeah, a design the, that you wants need like the thigh highs like you, you need the it, thigh otherwise highs. it's just like yeah now this one is if you took if you took the skirt from this and put it on the thigh highs from the original one now you're getting somewhere hmm. the the prestige one is just like it's very wonder woman you know <laughs> These are the vibes I'm getting, and are and it, they don't work with like the vibe that they're going for. Mm-hmm. It's really Ari. Just, just no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have Elderwood Ari. Elder. Um, fables of the trickster spirit Ari have been part of mankind's history for countless generations. Fair-skinned and eternally youthful. She is portrayed as a curious, quizzical member of the Elderwoods Fae Folk, though in recent years her heart is hardened and she fights a growing corruption within her ancestral home. Huh. This uh, is This is just a different character to me. Yeah. Like uh, uh Yeah, I'm not I, I feel like if I could I, if I could if if she was posed differently, if I could like see more of her. But just kinda like just kind of like lying down on this tree. I'm just, it's, I'm just kind of not mm-hmm. excited for it. And I like the braid. Um, the like small suggestions of the rest of her outfit feel like if you, I could see this entire character, there might be some kind of interesting accents to it. But yeah, I don't know. The like composition is just not there. Mm-hmm. Fern Gully. God, yeah, I don't need Fern Go- Fern Gully Ari in my life. <laughs> um, um, Sp- Spirit Blossom Ari. This one. Uh, th- this one is just Kiara to me. The Hollow. Uh, the famed spirit of. Yeah. Huh. The famed spirit of salvation and the fox. All mortals are beckoned towards when their souls arrive in the spirit realm. A capricious, whimsical spirit who sees the fate of the living as a game of chase. She offers the chance for souls to find their final rest, but will not intervene if they stray from the path. I love this, Ari, because I the the off-shoulder kimono look, it just gets me, like, every time. Like, if somebody, like, when I become, like, Stalinist world dictator, um, the way that somebody will assassinate me is just by approaching me with, like, an off-shoulder kimono look i will just i will just be like fully disarmed at, at, at that moment it's just is it's just really good it's just a really good look fair enough everybody everybody's got the one weakness that will inevitably lead them to assassination yeah my favorite part of this image is on the right hand side up near the top right hand side near the top oh a little oh, spirit like, fox like, it's kitty Oh, it's a fox. look at that little cutie up there. There's sort of my favorite. There's another my one. Part is actually bottom right. There's a froggy. <laughs> that guy rules. 
<laughs> there, there's oh, also yeah. another fox uh sort of like up and left from the frog uh by one of her tails yeah um yeah. there's also like a weird like like double face see here's like next to Ari's face, there's like the weird double face. Yeah, there's sort of like another fox spirit, I guess. Like here's my here's my my interpretation of this is, and I think this is really woke, and I think people could do something with this. Uh, plural Ari. Hmm. Hmm. As sort of like, does this tie into like her sort of like? the old thing she used to have where she was like fox and where she has like a fox side and a human side. Maybe I'm just, I'm just throwing this vibe out there into the world. And I think if people could just like take it and run with it, let's have like a plural, plural Ari week. Let's mm-hmm. make a hashtag. I think we need, all, we need more. I'm not even joking about this. We need like more plural positivity out in the world. I kind of think so. That's just the vibe that I'm throwing out there. I like this Ari a lot, mm-hmm. though, for horny reasons mainly. But, mm-hmm. but you can have you can have like, in you can have headcanon reasons too. Exactly. Very in the spirit of this podcast to just throw something out like there. Um, we, we made we made Poppy like an avid pop punk listener once <laughs> in order to like her. <laughs> Um, and you listened to the episode where we kind of turned Wukong and Master Yi into, like, lesbians. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, the, uh, people interact with media in all sorts of different ways. And here on this podcast, yeah. we respect it. Um, and the last one is another KDA variant. Um, I guess this is the one that they put out for Seraphine? Right? Uh, Did they maybe. do a second round of KDA skins with Seraphine? I don't remember. Uh, well, it says when Ari steps onto the stage to perform with KDA, she knows she's surrounded by the best of the best, different girls with different personalities, hmm, all at the top of their craft. <laughs> as their leader... <laughs> they mean both sides. As their leader and as their friend, Ari's poised to guide these divas to an even greater heights and leave their audiences breathless for more. Uh, I hate this skin. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Again. I think that they should have leaned a little more into sexy, like, military uniform with this one. I think so, it's like... too. It's so passive. It has, like, none of the, like, top energy that the other Ari had. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like, a, there's, like, a trace. There's a hint of, like, a military uniform here. Like, I'm imagining, like, a crystal shoulder epaulette or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can like, kind of see it, yeah. They they should have done that and put medals on our chest and shit. Yeah. That would be like a like a. What if M Bison K-pop star? Yes, that would have been incredible. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Fem Bison. <laughs> oh. I feel like I have to reject this idea out of principle now. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like this is just kind of a yeah. It's not it's anything. Such a kind step of boring. Down. Again, the original KDA, such like a clear vision, and they just went for it. And it feels like every time they do like another KDA variant, they just don't have that. But we have one more skin. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. From the Legacy Vault. Uh huh. Challenger Ari. Straight from the original She Ra cartoon <laughs> yeah, from the 80s. This is, this yeah. is, this is Catra this... to me. 
Which is <laughs> this sucks. Like this is what I like. I you said Nora the the K- original KDA was too tryhardy. This is what I would call tryhardy. Oh sure. Like, this trying for a different thing though. Yeah, like this this sucks. Yeah. This is this is some yeah this is some Marvel's the Avengers like villain shit. I hate it. It really yeah. Not a fan. Doesn't work. Okay. I like this one. So, I think this is the most skins a character we've ever covered has had. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're each of you to only pick one. What is your pick? Um, I mean, uh, K- like, original KDA Ari. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of shits all over all the rest of these. Fair enough. Um, I got a soft spot. If I were, have, if 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 we if we just declared that one like okay, this is OP. We are putting out a ban list, and she's on it. Then Spirit Blossom, Ari. Mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for Arcade. Um, I'd like to go with Arcade for myself. Um, hmm. I was thinking about Arcade. That's pretty but good. In lieu of that, no, you. I will go with. We can double up. I'm always saying we can double up. My second choice would be it's Star okay. Guardian. My second choice would be Challenger. Huh. Really? Make the make what's your case for Challenger? It's cool. Fair enough. Which one was Spiky and red. It's cool. You have your personal freedom. I will Oh, s- this fucking thing? I, I to clarify. I'm not bonered up by any of the Ari skins. Not your not your cup of tea. No. Uh, so when I say it's cool, in addition to just doing the Deus Ex bit, I am just saying I think that like Femme Galactus is kind of neat. <laughs> I will say, looking at like the model of it, I think it looks better in like as a model. Oh. Um, I think then it, it makes her look kind of like a Pokemon champion. Is that a good or bad thing for you? Eh, you know, uh, cyber athleisure, you know, <laughs> that's all right. I think the art especially doesn't do the design any favors. Oh, for sure. I feel like that model is newer than that art. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so segment three, I realized that we had not picked out a, a personality quiz, um, but I've been secretly during the podcast gathering some. Uh, and I have I have four. You would usurp my throne? Yeah, I've sort of gone under. I've undermined you. I'm about to erase you from all of the photos uh, that Damn. have been publicly released of the podcast staff. Wait, hold on. There's a guy at the door with an ice pick. I got to go figure out what that's <laughs> all about. Uh, so I have four possibilities. I was thinking I would just throw them out and see if anyone was like particularly inspired by one of these quizzes. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, is browse some books at Barnes and Noble, and re- we'll reveal an eerily accurate truth about you. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two is uh, go out to eat to find out what kind of dog you are. I just think it's funny to get the to get the animal wrong. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. de- uh, number three is design your very own vampire, and we'll reveal what your vampire superpower would be. She's she's a little bit vampire, and finally, so... finally, rate these these first date habits on a scale of green flag to red flag, and we'll reveal when you'll find true love. 
I want to cast my vote for the first one. Like vampire power. Hmm. Vampire power. The, the vampire power is my vote. Yeah, I'm sorry, Nora. I may have to. I may have to truly betray you and go for the vampire one. Okay. <laughs> thank you for thank you for suffering with good spirit. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna drop the quiz to this vampire one. In case I've already got it. Well, I posted it before you, <laughs> so fuck you. Uh, in case you want to follow along, um, yeah. Number one, question number one is choose a name for your vampire. I recognize some of these. Our, our mm-hmm. options are Celine, Damon, Lucian, Eve, Spike, and Lewis. I feel oh, like Lewis Bloom. I feel like like Ari would definitely be a Celine. Like if Ari was not like weirdly Koreanized, mm-hmm. um, like they would definitely give her some kind of fucking like, like ah, it's 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 Serene because she is uh, an indigenized like in tune with nature person. Mm-hmm. They do kind of establish that for her. I was leaning towards Eve, but I think that might be too on the nose. Oh, because there's a there's a literal vampire named Evelyn in League of Legends. That too. Okay. <laughs> there's also a character in League of Legends named Lucian. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with Celine. Uh, question number two is: Choose your vampire's signature weapon. Our options are katana, crossbow, scythe, mental powers, throwing knives, and just their claws and fangs. I feel like we have to go mental powers, but shoutouts to Scythe. Shoutouts to Vampire Scythe. I would. Yeah. I I just thought of like Ari, like, like just like chew, like just like slicing and dicing and chewing down on on someone. I mean, she wouldn't do it because the character just Riot. The character just isn't as cool as that. Mm-hmm. But if I was making a, a fox girl in sort of this configuration. The claws, just their claws and fangs would be so fucking cool, but yeah, mental yeah. powers. Fucking whatever. Uh, third question is, choose your vampire's one weakness. The options are sunlight, fire, silver, iron, holy water, and garlic. I have a pitch for this, but does anyone else want to take it? I'm not... No, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm not struck by any of them. Uh, garlic, because a pretty girl's worst nightmare is having bad breath. <laughs> all right fair we'll award this one to you (laughs) choose your that's that's the perfect like calling calling this bitch a broad uh, (laughs) answer choose your vampire i hate when i have bad breath i hate when my wife has bad breath choose your vampire's ball and chain uh choose your vampire's signature look all black leather high-tech super suit School uniform, ceremonial robes, metal armor, and cloak. I mean, the joke answer is cloak, but like <laughs> all black leather is is what I is is what I want. I mean, uh, maybe uh, I mean people who know me realize. I'll, and I'll throw you a bone. I think it's in character with Ari. You know, this is the I, lore compliant answer. I mean, she has a school uniform skin. Yeah, but that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't want to do that one. I don't want to do that one. Fine. All black leather. Uh, choose your vampire's arch enemy. 
witches and warlocks, <laughs> werewolves, humans, other vampires, demons, or aliens? Uh. <laughs> humans? Hmm. I think... Well, it, so humans never really like a danger to Ari. I want to say witches and warlocks. I want to say witches and warlocks. Like, isn't it a thing in League of Legends that there is like an entire like faction that like derives all of their power from like the screaming souls of the dead? Yeah, that's very Shadow Isles. Um, I'm now I'm at. I want. Mm-hmm. I choose to interpret it as Ari really doesn't want summoners to come back. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, screw that. Witches and warlocks. And lastly, choose a place for your vampire to live. And our options are a castle, a mansion, an an old abandoned house, a graveyard, in a penthouse, and in a small flat. Listen, I... I I love, uh, you know, we've been goofing. We've been goofing. I love kind of the concept of Ari a whole lot. I'm a basic bitch. I like titties. I like fox ears. I like, you know, off-shoulder kimono. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta, this bitch is a gentrifier. She would live, she would live in like a, a converted fucking like low-income housing. She would help drive, she would buy a small condo. And would help drive black people out of the neighborhood. It'd be a flat. I could see that. I could see either flat or penthouse, depending on how flashy mm-hmm. she's trying to be. I mean, she probably has both, but where where does she live most of the time? I think in the flat, because it lets her like. Oh, you think she has she has the penthouse just to like hold parties there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the vampire Ari is like <laughs> vampire who like. <laughs> goes out among people a lot and i feel like the but the pent and the penthouse option is like makes the character more like remote you know like the idea of like the relatable vampire is the one who lives in the small flat um who is also gentrifying the neighborhood yeah that's that's the uh that's the what we do in the shadows version oh i was going to say uh that's like literally the plot of uh vampires versus the bronx <laughs> like literally that's what that movie is is like vampires moving into the south bronx because it's a it's a like low income area where if people die like the authorities don't care mm. uh literally the oh my of that fucking movie. god literally what the literally what the what the white vampire woman says in that movie um that's what yeah wow. that's what that movie is about uh so i'm gonna go small flat <laughs> Uh, we got a very funny answer. <laughs> vampire power is invisibility. You can render yourself completely invisible to the naked eye. You can creep up see, on your enemies and defeat them without being seen. See, I think that like the I think that this is a cosmic joke that has been kind of been, like played upon all of us, and I'm trying to unpack it because like you know this is a character that was definitely designed so that you could like slap her on a body pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her to be invisible is really is like the ultimate subversion mm-hmm. of, this is, of the whole shit. This is the really like big brained option. It's the it's yeah. like the hot lady vampire that you can't see because she's invisible. Yeah, that is buck wild. But also she can use it to to like very sexily appear suddenly in an area. It's like, oh, how did yeah. she get on that couch? She's lounging. 
I have a tidbit for you. A tasty morsel. What is it? Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to check. And this is one of the powers that one of the extras in the last Twilight book has. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to Afton, a member of the Volturi Guard, with the gift to make himself psychically invisible. Right, because all the vampires have like an additional superpower in Twilight. <laughs> I, I read what his role was, and... Uh, basically, the summary here on this page says, during the final confrontation, he didn't do shit and stayed in the background watching. Yeah, that's what I would do if I had invisibility. <laughs> Good for him. King. King shit, honestly. He's only on the Volturi guard because his mate, Chelsea, has a way sicker power, apparently, which uh, looks like special abilities relationship manipulation. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, she can influence the emotional ties between people. Psychic oh. shipping. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> okay. So anyway, love to, that's just a little morsel that I discovered. Love to get boyfriended the, into the vampire Illuminati. If that woman discovers Tumblr, that would be a real just natural disaster. Just a bloodbath. Oh, man. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that we would get to Twilight lore, but now that now that we have, I'm happy with it. No one else is going to give you Twilight lore. No, I don't think there is another League of Legends podcast that will take you <laughs> to Twilight. I don't think another podcast will give you Twilight lore. <laughs> um, yeah. So we we happened to check the email for the fucking Jake Gyllenhaal podcast. <laughs> so we know nobody mm-hmm. emailed us uh, this week. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Oh, y'all do email. I like on my own podcast. Like I used to do email because everybody do email, mm-hmm. but then I just like kind of gave up <laughs> on it. And, but then like I I received an email like four months ago, and I I was I was just like I'm sorry that you couldn't tell we gave up on this. Yeah, uh, email sometimes. Sometimes we get some sometimes we get some write-ins so we want to keep it open but sometimes we don't. Sometimes we Where would people send us emails over there? Uh, if people wanted to send us emails, which really you can send us any kind of email, we don't care. Yeah. Um so, uh you could send it to we are the email at gmail.com. We do have one in here so from clever. Mark who says to whom it may concern, Olivia deserves to take a nap this afternoon. So please let her take a nap. Thanks in advance. Right, because I was complaining to Mark about not getting enough sleep, having to work too much. Um, and they asked me, they asked me, like, who, they asked me, like, how do I get in contact with your boss to complain? And I gave them this email, which psychologically, Wait a I think says a lot. Does that imply that I'm your boss? Or the podcast is my boss? Content is king. I'm the boss. <laughs> Nora's definitely not the boss. What? I give you, Why? Because I give you so much shit all the time. Yeah, like one does their boss. <laughs> but also, <laughs> <laughs> she's got a point there. Hold on, but also you do all the bullshit that I ask you to do. I. Yeah, but you edit the podcast, which makes me the boss. I'm the one with power. Mm. Oh, oh. It, the boss does more work. Is that? Um, 
Mm. And <laughs> you know, I mm. always viewed so I the podcast that I do, I do it my friend Esther. I always like kind of viewed myself as kind of the person in the superposition because uh, she does the editing. But now that I think about it, there's been a huge role reversal. Mm. I'm gonna go over to her. And just be like, I'm going to be even more reckless and insane because I'm not the boss anymore. <laughs> See, I ha- this layer of respectability has been shed from me. Thank you, Nora and Olivia, for setting me free. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I See, I think it can go both ways because as the editor, you can have the power um, because you get to control the final product. But also as the mm-hmm. editor, you can be at a disadvantage because you do the you do the more work. And as Medea has just demonstrated, other people can force you to do more work by <laughs> just putting themselves out there and counting on you to catch them in the trust fall of podcast editing. I like to think of us as a podcasting collective. Mm-hmm. A cooperative, a if cooperative. you will. We do. We... That would be your job in the podcasting <laughs> commune. <laughs> Coming up with ideas for new podcasts. <laughs> oh. Naming podcasts. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I think on any commune, I'm just doing the same thing that I do in real life, but more sustainably. I'm mm-hmm. still, in, I'm still in fucking childcare. So that's how it is. Yeah. I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, well, so I have my outro music. Do you change the outro music? I'm going to for this episode. If, okay. If yeah, I remember to it. do hey. so. <laughs> Can I like shield my legs or something here? Yeah, that's that the was part. Yeah. That was part of the reason that I came on. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for being on the podcast. Uh I'm going to give you the floor to to plug all your stuff. Yeah. Uh I well, it, my podcast is asleep right now, but it's coming back sometime. Um it's Transmediacrity. You can find it at transmediacrity.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Um what I have been most active in doing is writing a science fiction serial. Um Unjust Deaths, you can find it at unjustdeaths.com. Um, it's got psychic cat girls and mecha and uh, Joe Biden. bleak political situations. Including Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, it has underwater Joe Biden. Um, there's also, is the interlude that you sent me recently, is that the one going up this week? It's not the one going on next this week. It's the one going up next week. Okay. But if you want to have the exclusive previews, you can say you can say. <laughs> oh, I just want I just want to promise that there's going to be like um, Muslim pirate cat girls coming up um, in a in a chapter that I just think was fucking cool as hell. So go check go check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you can... thank you both for being such great hosts. I had such a blast oh. with the two of you. Thank you. Uh, what a great, what a great fucking show that you're running. You're <laughs> so pro. Uh, see, this is I. Have we ever had a guest who complimented us on our podcast, like in the recording? Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> I, I think all of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, we still appreciate it. We still appreciate <laughs> it greatly. You, I can't believe you've forgotten the way that Hannah did it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Look, I just, I just like it when people say I'm doing a good job. Yeah. If you want to tell me I'm doing a good job, you can find me on Twitter at Great Grebe, which is a type of bird. Um, listen to my other podcast, Novel Not New, where we play narrative games. Listen to my podcast, Do Not Steal, where we talk about tabletop and we uh, like self-indulgently roleplay OCs. Um, listen to this other podcast I record with Nora, uh, Duo Lane. Give us some money on Patreon. We are watching Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Um... We talked about Donnie Darko and Nightcrawler recently. That was a blast. One of those movies is not very good. And one of those movies is like one of my new favorites. So (laughs) come find out. Nora, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at neither Nora. Find stuff I do at norablake.online. You can find the show on Twitter at runeterratips. You can support us by going to the Export Audio Podcast Network at exportodd.io that takes you to the patreon where you can kick us a dollar and listen to us talk about bullshit this particular type of bullshit is jake gyllenhaal but we have in the past played minecraft or league of legends or just hung out uh it's a you know it's fun we also do i also do some other bonus shows on the patreon and you get episodes of export audio early uh which is the flagship podcast of the network that i do with my wife um also we're getting ready to record this month's journal updated which you can find at the secondbestgame.club hosted by the abnormal mapping podcast network uh we're talking about pyre uh it's gonna be a rowdy episode i think because um i've seen the tweets yeah um the, the tweets have not been favorable as of yet, but if you want to hear us talk about Pyre, that will be going up January 1st at secondbestgame.club. Uh, I'm going to write an email in there. I will not yes, I will but, not suffer this disparagement of the flirty harpy wine mom. I will not. That character's good. I will not. I will have to defend her. You will try. <laughs> um yeah so that's that's a podcast um and one more plug oh one more plug uh it's coming back uh i took a little bit of a week off but rogue's coming back to the youtube channel mm-hmm. exportodd.io slash video takes you to export video where i've been playing rogue on on the youtube channel i even streamed it once and that was fun uh, i want to get back to it and uh why not do it over the holiday? Yeah. You do so much stuff. I try to. <laughs> <laughs> you do... um, I'm just checking the calendar real quick. I actually have a plug. I forgot to tell people my terrible fucking Twitter account. It's at Literal Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Follow me for like five minutes and, and then unfollow. And like, I know you well. But if you're if you're truly fucking based, you can stay. I'm truly, I'm truly this, fucking based. Apparently, this is our final episode of 2020. Oh fuck! Oh right, right. We made it through 2020, and uh, you know, this is the year that we started. This is our first year. This is our first end of year. Um, you're gonna be on another podcast next month, aren't you? One with me? 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, I figured what better time to, to start hinting at that than uh, our little end of year adventure with, uh, what the fuck is this character? Ari. <laughs> with Ari. Yeah. Oh, man. We got plans. We got plans. New year, new big EU. Things are, <laughs> big things are finally. coming. We are going to try to sell you a t-shirt of Ari. Uh, what is wow. that tweet? What is that tweet? Oh, what? This is a tweet that's like trying to become a guy who tweets big things are coming for six months before trying to sell a picture. Oh, <laughs> before trying to sell a t-shirt that has a picture of Sailor Moon drinking lean on it. We're going <laughs> <laughs> to do that, but for Ari. We're going to do that, but for R2-D2. <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so humbled to be like the note that you end, part of the note that you end your year on. Yeah, I I enjoyed I enjoyed this episode. It's this is a good podcast. If I can just get, just get sappy, yeah, it's been a very fun it's podcast a, to record this year. I have had a wonderful time recording this podcast with you. I have had to relearn how to edit podcasts, and it's gone great. There have been no problems with that. <laughs> this uh, episode is going to be a little bit trickier for you to edit for reasons I'll tell you off the podcast. Oh no. <laughs> It's fine. We're actually fine. I just noticed a thing uh, that will make it a little more tricky than usual, but not in any way that is new. You've done this before. It's fine. We're all fine. Everything's great. It's fine. Thank you, Craig, for sticking around the whole podcast, because that's really going to help me. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's end this podcast so I can find out what the hell Nora did while we were recording. Oh, dear. Mm, It's Audacity's fault. You will will be hearing, uh, you know, uh, thanks for sticking with us for this year, everyone. Uh, Let's sail into 2021 uh, to the sweet tunes of the cowboy song, if I remember to put it in. Yeah, cowboy song. Stay Aki Lucky! Got a chain, you could buy. Say, don't see me coming, cause you're ready.